Welcome, folks. This is Chris White, Managing Partner of the White Law Office. I'm excited to introduce some new content that we're rolling out alongside these gentlemen uh, beside me here. We are going to experiment with tackling scenarios that may sound familiar to you or those in the community about leadership, about culture, about business, about advice of what should be going on. And we are excited to be rolling this out with you today. I want to do first thing. I want to introduce these guys to you. And we have a couple slides to show you. Uh, who these guys are and some of their chops. First and foremost, Dan Olabi. If you've been watching White Law Office's uh, morning interviews, you've seen Dan a couple times. He was part of our small business virtual conference. Dan is a speaker. He's an author with the book Authentic Leadership. Depending on when you're uh, watching this, it may have just come out or it may still be available on Amazon. Check it out. Uh, he is also a business coach. He's a pastor. He is the owner of Oalabi Leadership, and he's the director of Branches Worldwide. The next guy up that we have is Jordan Mullen. Jordan is the owner, uh, an owner of the Ruby Group uh, with Sandler Training. He's also the owner of Berlin Escape Room, and he is a coach. Jordan works with companies uh, from their leadership down to their sales team on how to grow revenue. And he has been a uh, vital part of helping a lot of companies succeed in our community. The last guy I want to introduce to you is also somebody that you've seen if you paid attention to the White Law Office uh, morning interviews, Ken Hostetler. Ken is a partner at White Law Office, uh, Holmes County, Tuscarawas County native, uh, grew up here, uh, grew up and uh, owned actually as he was in his 20s, uh, trademark exteriors and co-owned that, sold that, went to law school, and has been working with us for the past seven years. Very excited to have all three of these guys with us. Guys, welcome to this format. And I know we've spent some time developing and figuring out what this is going to look like. So the first thing I'd like to toss to you is our scenario. This is our scenario for today. JNS Manufacturing. Uh, the owners are John Jones and James Smith. They've been in the business for about six years and they do a light manufacturing. They've got 25 employees and two managers that help them develop to deliver their services. The problem is JNS Manufacturing was a non-essential service during the shutdown and during the social distancing and during the quarantining of COVID-19. And they had to shut down with no real option of coming back at this in a good way. John and James are the sole breadwinners for both of their families. Their families are under a tremendous amount of stress. They've had to lay off their employees. Their managers are receiving the brunt of their employees' frustration because they don't know exactly what's going on next. They don't know where to turn. This is a very unfrustrated time. Now, James and John were successful before they went into this. Uh, and while being successful doesn't necessarily mean they are cash rich in this time. And so this is really uh, put a significant strain on them during this time. First, the question I have for you three, what is the first thing these owners need to be doing right now in this scenario? Well, Chris, I can jump in there and I really appreciate you having me on this team here. Uh, you know, this is a tough time for every business owner and having sat in that seat before, uh, some of the burden that you feel is just incredible and it can be crushing when outside influences come in and just overwhelm you. I think the number one thing that needs to happen is first you have to start putting a plan together. Now, I know this seems impossible when it's hard to even see tomorrow, but you got to start thinking about what do I need to do 
what is going to happen. A great way to do that is just to start listing out all the different things that need addressed. And so many times this lives in a business owner's head and it overwhelms them. You know, just simply the fact of starting to get those things down on paper can make all the difference in the world. Dan, how about you? Yeah, Jordan, I hear what you're saying there. And I, I think to a certain degree, I would, I would certain degree, I would agree. But, you know, I would probably start something before that. I think it's important for every business owner, having gone through something pretty difficult in a moment like that, I would say it's super important for them to stop and get perspective. I think ultimately there's business plans that they need to make and there's decisions they have to make about employees and, you know, payroll and all that stuff. But being able to settle into yourself and to get perspective on what's happening is so critical because they're going to need to execute that plan at some point. They're going to need to stand in front of their employees and speak with confidence and speak with authenticity. And if they're not settled inside themselves, um, according to what's happening right now and what might happen in the future, they might say something, they might telegraph fear. So it's really critical for them to stop and get perspective about it. They need to be okay with the idea that this could be bad for a long period of time. Uh, they need to be okay with the fact that, you know, they might have to let some employees go. They need to stop and sort of think through those consequences and say, okay, if all these bad things happen, you know, will I still be okay with myself? Will I still be okay with, you know, what we've done up to this point? They need to settle themselves in that before they step in front of anybody with any sort of plan and, you know, start strategizing. What do you think, Ken? Well, is, well, I, if I can jump in there, I think one of the, happening a lot of times once a business gets to this point where it the train's already heading in the wrong direction um, this is tough I get what you're saying about the perspective but um, a lot of times that come once you start getting everything down on paper it doesn't sound like they have a plan doesn't sound like they're doing any of that sorry go ahead Dan no you got it uh, I've got to say, I mean, I, I think you guys are making some great points, but in a situation like this, I think the first thing we need to do is, is really look at someone who obviously would have a lot of wisdom uh, in a situation like that. Uh, Dan, I know this guy's one of your favorite athletes of all time, uh, Mike Tyson. So uh, I think it's important that we'd look to him. And one of his great quotes is, uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And I think that is so true in this situation. Uh, I mean, nobody was talking about having a pandemic and having the scenario we're having right now. And I think one of the first things that people need to do is, is recognize that, hey, everyone's dealing with this. We may have had a great plan before. We may need a new plan now, but everybody is in the same scenario and we're all dealing with really difficult circumstances. So would you, Ken, I'm just curious, would you agree? Would you say that these, these business owners are in the ring or are not in the ring? Like what, if you use the Mike Tyson example, what do you think's happening there? Absolutely. I mean, for a lot of businesses, uh, they just got punched in the mouth. Um, and, and you know, they, they thought our sales were going to be, the same as last year, or we're going to improve. The economy has been strong for the last, you know, probably five to eight years. We can make a pretty strong argument for that. Uh, a lot of people were were fighting, but they were fighting a completely different fight from what they're fighting right now. 
You know, I, I hear what you guys are saying, and I think it is important to, to circle up and to create some sort of plan and, you know, to, to get, get some broader wisdom. But, I mean, if you, if you take an analogy, um, these guys are captains of their ship, right? And their ship just hit a major iceberg, and there's some serious damage to the ship right now. The last thing that the captain needs to do is to start panicking and start running towards problems. Ultimately, the captain, just for half a second, needs to pause and say, okay, I'm the captain of the ship. My demeanor matters. The way I talk to people matters. Every word that comes out of my mouth next matters a ton. So I need to take half a second and just regroup and say, okay, if this goes south really badly, do I have the capacity to communicate to people in a way that gives them hope and faith in this moment? That sort of thing, that sort of leadership demeanor is critical before they do anything. And so, I mean, I hear what you guys are saying, but you know, ultimately, I think it, being able to, to understand who they are and how to respond to that moment, I think is, is super critical. Yeah. So in some ways you're even saying, you know, where do I want to head? What is my end goal? Um, you know, where, where am I trying to end up in, you know, at the end of any conversation, anything I'm doing? So right. Wait, you, are, you are right there with what kind of is transitioning to the next point that I really want to ask you guys is this, that mindset. If the first thing is plan, or first thing is perspective, the first thing is to step back and realize you've been punched in the face, what is the mindset that they should be having during this time? Well, I can jump in there again. Um, the thing that I was thinking about more than anything else is a strong bias for action. And I know this goes back to even just thinking that you need to have a plan, but there's so many times that in an overwhelming face thing like this, like you get punched in the face, the tendency is fight, flight, or fear or freeze. And too many times that freeze or flight is what takes place. So there's lots of different things that they are not addressing. And so then what happens is the, the overwhelming issues just come at them harder and harder and every time that you back off of one the next one's just going to come that much harder so that strong bias for action is saying you know i'm going to put things down on paper i'm going to figure out what needs to be addressed i'm going to start figuring out who's going to be responsible for what um, and start carving things out putting due dates out to it prioritizing and start treating this like we're at war like this is something to be dealt with and figure out where you where you need to attack yeah, Jordan, I would 100% agree with you in what you said originally, where, um, you know, there's there's that tendency to either fight, flight or freeze. I, that's totally true. And I think ultimately, as a leader, it's so important that you don't freeze, that you have to move towards action. That's 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 critical. I mean, ultimately, I think if your mindset is bent towards action, then you're willing to do all kinds of things, even if it doesn't work. But you keep throwing things at the wall until something sticks and you you allow people to see you working. You know, you allow people to see you trying ideas and, you know, allowing ideas to kind of run their course, but trying something quickly and moving on to the next thing. I think ultimately as a leader, it's your job to instill confidence in your people. And by continually trying things and not freezing and not running away, but having a bias towards action gives people a chance to have confidence in you and the plan. Because you guys know this better than I do. Ultimately, it's not about the perfection of the plan. It's about the execution of the plan. And so you just need to push into it, even if it's not a perfect plan, just do something, do something and just keep doing something until something works. Yeah, and I think I that's think what's that's so difficult about this is that for a business owner, the, the, 
the fear of not knowing what you're supposed to do, the fear of that everybody's going to see that you're a fraud, the fear of not having a clue what that next step is, keeps so many people from actually going and doing something, going and owning up to the fact that I don't have a clue what's happening here, but I'm going to walk through this with everybody else. Jordan, you're 100% right. And that's why maybe two questions ago, I said you need to stop and sort of think through you know, what you want to do in that moment. You have to be okay with that fear because if you don't settle on yourself that it's okay to make mistakes in the pursuit of perfection or in the pursuit of a solution, you're going to freeze. So Jordan, thanks for yeah. saying that I'm right because I totally think that. Yeah, I'm you're right. welcome. But, uh, and honestly, um, I believe that those decisions are made long be before you get punched in the face because I think when you know, when you're in business, you know you're going to get punched in the face. That That is the absolute truth and you have to make decisions core decisions that this is how I'm going to behave when that happens so that when I get into those situations that the decisions already made I, I don't have to think about what I'm gonna do and you can look back at companies uh, I think Tylenol is a great example of that the leader of Tylenol back I'm not even sure how many years ago when they discovered that there was some, 1984 some rat poison in Tylenol the the CEO against the wishes of or the the advice of so many pulled all the Tylenol off the off the shelves. He had made a decision long before he got punched in the face. And I think that if, by the way, um, if, if you have not made that decision as a business owner, these are the times when you learn. I mean, some of the lessons you learn here are brutal, but they help set you up. I, I know without a doubt that the decisions I'm making today are because of the hard times I've had previously. That's right. I, I think that one of the Dan, you keep talking about what uh, you know, what your mindset is going into this. For me, the person who I really think speaks into that, uh, if you guys have heard of the author Bernard Brown, she talks about having a strong, uh, a strong back and a soft front. Um, and in this situation, I really think that the honesty with the people understanding. Look, I'm not going to have hands, but also not just shriveling up and saying, well, I, I'm just going to walk away from this because I, I really, uh, really can't deal with this. And, and finding that balance, having that mindset of, of not, you know what, guys, we're going to be fine. You know, nothing's bothering me. There's nothing going on. Why are we even talking about this? That's not honest and worth your people. Um, so really having that balance of understanding of how to, how to communicate that to people is really important. Yeah, I would agree, Ken. I mean, that, that's a tricky balance, too, because you want to communicate confidence, but you also want to communicate honesty at the same time. And so being able to say, I don't have all the answers, but hold on, give me three weeks and I will, or give me two weeks and we'll have a plan, or give me three hours and we'll have some sort of plan. That's hugely helpful for people. I mean, having a plan to get a plan is still a plan, and people are okay with that. You know, they want to know that you're at least working on something. I, I mean, if I'm going to pick a leader, it's always going to be the leader that um, in the thickest time, in the hardest time, is not the one that runs away, but the one that stands and fights. That's the one that matters. Well, let me lead into this, guys, and jump off of this point that you guys are making right now. They went through this shutdown. They're bringing people back into this right now. And maybe the shutdown didn't even generate that plan, didn't generate that attitude that they should have had. What do they need to stop doing as a part of that? And then on the converse side of that, what do they need to start doing? Hmm. 
Uh, I'll jump in here. I would say the first thing that they need to stop doing is focusing on the things that they can't control. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, have come out of this. A lot of people are looking back and saying, well, we should have done this differently and, you know, we should have made changes at this point. Uh, and to a certain extent, I understand uh, that it's it's helpful to learn from that. But business owners also have to understand that what has already happened uh, can't change. They've got to start focusing on what they can change. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think, Ken, the biggest mistake that a leader can make is trying to do an autopsy of what was broken because nobody wants an autopsy at this point. We need a plan going forward. And so, you know, focusing on the things of the past and why it happened could be a huge detriment to the momentum they need in the future. And so if I was them, I mean, the very first thing that I would do is I would I would get together my key employees, my managers, and I would start talking about, hey, what do we do to move forward? I would start building confidence with them. Even if the plan that we come up with isn't the plan that we stick with long term, I would start soliciting their ideas. I would do what Jordan said earlier at that point and start whiteboarding all the things that are wrong and then all the possible solutions to all the things that are broken. Before I'd even go in front of employees, I would bring my best people together. Because in order to communicate any sort of plan, you need to have your managers and your leaders on board with you, not just with the plan, but also in their heart. They need to look you in the eye and believe that you've got something that's going to help the community and help the company move forward. And so I think that's super key. You know, this is this is so hard um, as I just think about what a business owner faces when they have people that are relying on them and trusting them. The a business owner will continuously take responsibility for things that are not theirs. And I just want to drive that point home. If you're a business owner today and you're listening to this, um, you hired people because they're capable of working and whether you like it or not, they are employable. And if your business cannot sustain being able to keep them on board, it is not your responsibility to do something that you can't control. No, you didn't choose this business. Um, the shutdown, the slowdown, whatever you want to call it, and you need to deal with it accordingly. If you can't get objective about that, then you're going to have to bring somebody in that can help you think straight because that when we're subjective and we think that we're responsible, it messes everything up. Um, and I agree, starting the one-on-ones and the team meetings is you got to get in there. And I'll be honest with you, most of us as business owners, there's things in the back of the, our mind that we are, we're, we're avoiding because we're afraid of that we might not know the end result or we might not like the end results. But I, I guarantee you as a business owner right now, I could ask you to write down three things that you're avoiding that you know you should do. And if you'd write those three things down, you, those are the things that you should start with. You know, we can give you lots of good things, but stop avoiding, right? Stop running. Start start confronting what you need to confront. Well, guys, this is uh, uh, one last question that I have for you, and I want to do this kind of rapid-fire style in that I want to answer this as quickly as possible. Right off the top of your head, from the hip, what are the three things they need to be doing right now? What are the three things next that they need to be doing with their employees? And you guys have touched on a bunch of stuff already, but give me three things that they need to do right now. I think the first thing, if I was going to say three things, I would say the first thing is to connect with their people. I mean, they need to show some empathy because, yeah, definitely their, their business is hurting and definitely things are going into tubes and it feels urgent. But being able to connect with people, your employees on the front lines, your managers, and feel their pain, is going to move the next two steps much faster. 
And so I would say the first thing is to connect with your people. The second thing is to communicate some sort of plan, even if it's a plan to create a plan, but communicating that sort of plan is, is really critical, right? And I think the third thing is to make sure that, you know, when, you're, when, you, when you've connected with your people, you've communicated a plan, you circle back again and you say, guys, this is the update that we're doing. This is, this is what's happened so far. This is what we're going to do next. And you continually give them regular updates, even if they stop listening, continue to give them information and let them know, here's what we're doing next. Here's what we're planning next week. And you work one day at a time and let people know this is the plan. And when the plan changes, you let them know as soon as it makes sense. I would say my top three action steps is number one, choose what you're going to believe, right? What are you believing that your story is? What are you believing that is going to be true about you when this is all over? How do you want that story to be told? Number two, consult help. You do not need to do this alone. There are so many people out there. There's somebody in your church. There is somebody, a vendor that you have. There's a consultant you, you already work with, your banker. Go get help. Open up. Ask for help. Um, and then number three is you just need to pick some things and act on it, right? Choose those things that you're avoiding and go after those. Yeah, I mean, I really can't can't really top what you guys just said there. I mean, the only thing I would add is is you know have peace with yourself as far as knowing that that this is this is something that's outside of your control. If your business is struggling because of this, um, this is not because you didn't have a plan for a pandemic or you didn't, you didn't know that this was coming uh, or that you knew that this was coming. So I, I really feel like it's important to, to recognize that this is difficult for everyone. Be okay with yourself. Yeah. I, I can, I, I like what you're saying there because I can add on to that. Every great person, they, they are not made in the easy moments. They are made in the most difficult. And Zig Ziglar, uh, one of the greatest leaders that we've that we know of, used to always say that out of the top 300 world class leaders, um, two thirds of those either came out of extreme poverty, out of difficulty, or abuse. And that's what makes men. Yep. Awesome, yep. I would totally agree. That's awesome. Thank you so much, folks. As you're watching. And you see Ken, Dan, and Jordan. It's not just us talking about this stuff right now and them strategizing. This is real advice that they've given in different areas and different with different folks. If there's something they can provide advice into your company or help you walk through this, I know each one of them stands ready to do that. Thanks for joining us for this first time with our new content. We're going to uh, be releasing a couple of these. We look forward to your feedback. We look forward, forward to your responses. Please engage. Please ask questions. Please toss us ideas that you might have. We really uh, look forward to engaging you on this. Gentlemen, awesome job. We'll catch you on the next one.